Fancy Lab. Fancy Lab. Fancy Podcast lab. Fancy Lab. Fancy Podcast. Gonna talk to my friends. Fancy gonna share a lab. thought. Gonna have a laugh. That's Fancy what I thought. Lab. Fancy Lab. Fancy Lab. Podcast. Fancy Lab. Fancy Lab Podcast. Yeah. And we are back. Oh my goodness. We are back. Oh God. I love hearing it every time. Mm hmm. Every single time, it's nice to hear. And, and it's, it's true. And it's true. And it's, you know, I'm so glad that this is, you know, there's been a shorter interval between the last time that I had to say we are back. Because, you know, I save it just for the podcast. I know. I mean, we don't even talk unless we're on the podcast. I know. Which has made the van rides pretty awkward. But, you know, you yeah. got to save it for the content. And I started that... uh that band called back. Mm -hmm. So it's a little weird when I, we, we play shows and I can't even say like, Hey, how's it going? Yeah, we're back. Cause I, like, I'm not, you weren't I can't here say before. I can't say it. I'm like, I got to save it for the podcast. Contractionally obligated. Some people don't understand what that's actually like. Mm -hmm. They don't know what it's like being in the bind of a contract mm -mm. or any kind of binds. No, they should try some out at least yeah. if they want. What kind are you thinking? Uh, snowboard. Mm. Those are some good bindings. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm always on the hunt for a good binding or maybe like a French Basque. French Basque. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, what, how, anyhow how, yes. what have you been up to? Oh, God, you know, it's been a wild ride to stardom. Ever Starbucks. Yeah. It's been a wild ride to Starbucks. Which one? Did, which one did you go to? The one on Tremont or the one on Boylston or the one on Newbury? Um, I go to the one in Brookline, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Which one in Brookline? The one right near Coolidge or the one a little bit further down from Coolidge? The one right near Coolidge. Okay. I was going to say, or it could be the one a little bit further up. Because I love to go to GameStop. Mm. Dude, how is that GameStop? It's right next to GameStop. It's fantastic. You just go in, check in on the stocks? I go, you yeah. guys got any good stocks for sale right now? That's what I want to know. Mm -hmm. I like to see how they've been doing ever since the stocks have been fucking skyrocketing. Now, I only have a Nintendo Switch. Will these stocks work with that? Yeah. Oh, perfect. That's actually a fun fact. That's where I used to go for my used iPods. Oh, really? That that one? Mm -hmm. That game stuff? Mm -hmm. Interesting. They haven't had them in about 10 years. Mm-hmm. But I figured since their stock has been rising, skyrocketing, they got to get the first gen iPod back eventually. Got to be getting it back. They got to have all that cash. What are you going to spend it on besides first gen iPods? That's what I'm saying. And there's just something about the first gen iPod that mm -hmm. I just love hearing the click mm -hmm. of that dial as you roll mm -hmm. through it. You know? Oh, baby. Good dunk. Good dunk. Yeah, that's for anyone who's had a first gen iPod, you know that that's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. And then, good doink, good doink, good doink. And then the play button is skadoish, skadoish. Right, and then pauses, pause, mm -hmm. fucker. And it's weird that they went with that. And also the amount of time that they waited to say fucker. Yeah. Also weird because people are like, oh, okay, well, this one's not. What, 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 oh, what the fuck? Fucking shit, they got me. How did they know? They're like, who, how did they know? Who de developed this 
sound effect for the iPod. Was it Ashton Kutcher? God, developers developing. I know. And you know what I love about iPods? Mm -hmm. The music. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The music, that's the best part about the iPod. It's, well, actually, Matt might argue with you. Why? Because he brings his iPod. See, he's my flight companion. Oh, right, 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 right. Matt Tomasello. Pro scare Matt Tomasello. Right, 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 right. And when I'm trying to listen to my tasty jams mm -hmm. while the flight's taking off, mm -hmm. do you know what he's doing? Jerking it? No, he's playing Solitaire on his iPod. Oh, Solitaire is good on the iPod, too. I used to play uh, Brick Breaker a lot. That was really good with the click wheel, you know, because you're just like just sliding back and forth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm not going to say that Solitaire is the greatest thing about the iPod. I'm going to stick with the music. Call me crazy. Right. But I'm saying it's up for debate. Because with an iPod, it's like, what is it, like 10,000 songs in your pocket? But Solitaire, you can't have more than 52 cards. No. No matter what. No matter what. Well, you could maybe you could have a Joker in there. You could throw a Joker, too. Maybe four. You, you can might put all four in you there. You might have a Joker. Yeah, you, put, you can put all four in there. Yeah, which I would advise against it. I mean, I know that we're huge Joker fans. Oh, I thought you were going to say we're huge Jokers. Well, see, some people would. Say you're that. more of a Toker. Mm -hmm. I don't know what time you toke. I don't know if it's at midnight. I mean, you know, usually up at midnight exactly i mean it might occasionally it might happen at midnight all right so you heard it here first first tom no no, no you heard it here first first tom is not necessarily a midnight toker but i could be i'm not paying attention to the time okay for a math scientist mm -hmm. it's weird that you don't have any clocks so, okay, so just because I'm a math scientist, I have to be a time scientist as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is that whole, opens a whole different realm. So you're a word scientist, so that means you have to be a sentence scientist? Interesting. I guess you're right. Yeah. Guess, you don't want that I guess they're not mutually exclusive. That's a lot extra, you know? And, yeah. it's, and, and it changes everything. Because prepositional phrases. Oh, uh, don't even get me started. They fuck me up, dude. God. I get, have you ever just got fucked off of a prepositional phrase? Because it's happened to me. No, but one time I got fucked by a prepositional phrase. Dude, I'd love to hear about that. Well, maybe next time. I don't know if we have time on this podcast. Yeah. But when I listen to my iPod, you know, it's it's that first gen iPod. So I got all I got all my 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 early pop punk on there, dude. Mm -hmm. Your Weezer. I got my Weezer. Mm -hmm. I got my fucking no effects, you know. Mm. I got all my my guilt. I love pleasure. I love no effects. Do you? Yeah. Noah. No effects. I don't know if I know Noah. No Noah. I, do, I don't know. Noah. <laughs> You know, no, Noah? No. But makes me feel like a kid again, listening really? to it. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. In in what kind of ways? I mean, I think it's like when you listen to <laughs> music that you've listened to growing up, and oh, okay. you get a sort of nostalgia factor. Okay, so you get the little nostalgic feeling. When you were a kid listening to the same music? I wasn't sure if you meant like it made you feel like a kid again, where like all of a sudden you were like, I don't know how to tie my shoes. Oh, you think and I just... And you're like, I help wipe with my butt. I'm going to poop everywhere. I need help. You think I just listened to some pop punk, and then I literally become... 
Well, you said it made the same f- IQ as like a five year old. You said it made you feel like a kid again. So I was just trying to clarify on what you meant by that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I'm crazy in thinking that that could be a possibility. Well, you know, it releases my inner child, and I think that that's important. It's important to hold on to, but you got to let it out occasionally. Get some air. Exactly. And that's that's a good advice from Big Zoe to any of the listeners. If you have like a child that you're keeping, you know, you know, metaphorically locked up inside, mm-hmm. let them out occasionally. Them out because occasionally, don't let them get away. If you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. So let them out, get a little bit of fresh air, a little bit of exercise, and then lock them back up. Right. And in skateboarding, mm-hmm. I think it's important. I think it, it, you know you need to have this this sort of child whimsy to you to you know not become so rigid and oh, just yeah. jaded jaded about mm-hmm. the whole thing and, and and worried about becoming a quote-unquote grown-up do you think if we were worried about becoming quote-unquote grown-up we would even be doing this podcast right now no obviously not look at us that's what i'm saying all the patreon viewers are looking at us right now we would not be doing it Mm-hmm. Or maybe we would be just in a much, uh, much bigger podcast studio. Oh, you're right. You know, nevertheless, maybe a pool in there. It'd be nice to do it in the pool. Maybe a jacuzzi. Yeah, I mean, I kind of would prefer a pool right now, just because how warm it is. Maybe we should do a sauna. We could do a sauna episode and just sweat it out. Just sweat it out the entire episode, dude. Sweating it out to the oldies. Yeah, yeah. So point being, long story short, mm-hmm. I think we should find a guest. That's a good idea. And I think this guest should have some sort of, I don't know, let's say an affinity to that same sort of childlike nature that I'm speaking of. Mm. And also they should be cool so they can cool us down. That's true. That would be nice. And also mm-hmm. they should skate. Because this is a skateboard podcast. Okay, I forgot about that. So it's good that you brought that up. Because yeah. I had I had a bunch of people lined up. None of them even probably know what skating is. Okay. Well, if we find somebody that fits all of this criteria, I think we'll be back shortly. Okay. After this. Uh, yeah. After a long week of work, I like to relax by trimming my bonsai tree. And when that starts to really piss me off, I crack open an ice-cold Clown Shoes brand Zen Garden New England India Pale Ale. Mmm, nothing helps realign my chakras like the full-bodied hazy flavor of a Clown Shoes brand Zen Garden IPA. And nothing helps me focus on my bonsai garden. Oh, f- Nothing helps me focus more than a Clown Shoes brand Zen Garden IPA. The combination of wheat and oat in a malt bill, plus a steady stream of hop additions, makes for... Oh, f***! Oh, sh- Oh, my... Oh, oh. God. No, this is bad. Oh, 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 my God. It's bleeding so much. Oh, my God. I think my blood's really thin because of the 7% IPAs I've been drinking. Oh, Call my mom. Call my mom. To find out more about Clown Shoes Beer and where you can get it, visit www.clownshoesbeer.com. Uh, 
Yeah. And we are back. Oh, we are back. And mm, big so. That was a good break. Oh, my God. That break. Mm-hmm. One of those breaks you dreamed. About. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. I had a feeling you were going to mention dreaming about breaks because, you know, that Tom here. I do a lot of dreaming about breaks frequently, almost <laughs> exclusively. Yeah. And it's starting to become an issue. Have you seen the therapist? No, they won't. They, they've all they've all turned me away. They say, listen, we just can't. We are tired of hearing about these breaks. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, they must have put in the doctor's notes and they share them to the other therapists. They're probably the same people that keep hitting up the Fancy Lad podcast Instagram saying that they're tired about hearing about the breaks. I know. Well, it goes on for way too long whenever we come back from one. Well, you know, it's I feel like it's something worth sharing. Yeah. But you know something else worth sharing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm cracking into this clown shoes brand beer here. Oh, mm. sponsor of the podcast. That looks like a good clown shoes brand beer. Which which uh, when, which one is that, by the way? This is the Haze Cake. Oh, that's the Haze Cake. Oh, no, my bad. It's the Mango Farm. Oh, it's the Mango Farm. Yeah. OK. OK, cool. All right. Yeah, I think we can work with that. Yeah. OK. So I'm glad to say that we found somebody, uh, a guest to be on the podcast. Not mm-hmm. only did we find a guest, but we found a legendary skater. I don't know how we did it. I don't know how he did it, and uh, it fit every criteria. It, he, yeah, he had, how do we pull this off? Well, I want somebody with a, a, a childlike whimsy to them, mm-hmm. and so I searched kid. Right. And the kid popped up. Okay, so that makes sense. So without further ado, let's introduce our very special guest, Jason Adams, a.k.a. The Kid. Thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, well, thanks for having me. No problem. And yeah. So right off the bat, I mean, you probably don't know this, but it's been a, a a goal of ours to have every single black label rider Mm -hmm. and every single zero (laughs) rider on the, on the podcast, but let's focus on the black label because right. We're working on it. Yeah. Well, that's, Um, that's a, that's a big job. There's a lot of them. It's true. And we, oddly enough, you know who we started with? Patrick Nagy. Oh, okay. So it, you know, not got necessarily got it, got it. a rider, got but, it, but we got our foot in the door. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, because, <laughs> and I've said this time and time again, for me personally, label kills is definitely in my top five favorite skate videos of all time. And so many others, but, it's almost it's it's kind of weird that I, I mentioned it um, on the in the Jankum article, and I've mentioned it so many times that now um, the Vert Button, the podcast, uh, they wanted to do an episode with me, and they insisted because I was such a fanatic that we did the label kills. Mm-hmm. So that was a that was a fun time and a life changing video for me. That's for sure. Changed my life as well. I mentioned to you when we talked to you, gave you a call in the Benton episode, the John uh, yeah. Benton episode. Yeah. That um Fuss Stoop. F you stoop, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that it was it was the first time that I had seen a Wally and blew my mind and then I immediately went out and learned that trick. It I you know, it was the first time I saw a slappy too, but I wasn't for some reason the slappy didn't click for me. I just, I recently learned them because you were still too young. 
I recently learned because yeah. of FD <laughs> Stoop. age into it, for actually, sure. Actually, yeah, I was way too young. I, no, Fisk <laughs> actually taught me the first Slappy where, see, there's a little bit of debate about the Slappy because mm-hmm. Fisk says the Slappy is actually a power slide into the 50-50 because you um, have your feet on the bolts when you do the Slappy. And so you power slide into it. And F.U. Stoop, John Benton, says that's not how the first Slappy was done. You hit it with your front wheel and get your front truck on first and then guide the back truck on it. So I don't know which one you Benton's consider. Right. Benton's, Benton's right. right. Yeah. The, the, the power slide has nothing to do with the Slappy. It's all just about running into the curb. Front truck first. Front truck first. And he says catching the curve of the wheel. I don't know. You know how wheels are flat yeah. and then they start to curve and then they go flat yep. again. He mm-hmm. says it's all about catching that curve of the wheel. Yeah. To get up the curb. Yep. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm my skateboard style is definitely knuckle dragging. So mm-hmm. it's just all, it's all just slam. Like right. push. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even like, like try to break it down. Like I have to hit it at this angle. So the wheel, the cone of the wheel or whatever hits the curb in the right way. I'm just like, no, just go faster and hit it harder. Yeah. You don't think of as it. I dra- as I drag my knuckles to the curb. Yeah. Right. And how are those knuckles <laughs> looking right now? How are those knuckle puppies? Um, I haven't, I've been working too much. I haven't been skating, so they're not bloody. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. got to no. give them a break occasionally. That's right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get back out. And I've been staring at my board the last couple of days. Hell yeah. Yeah, are you still currently riding for Black Label? Yeah, I am. Awesome. Yeah, totally. I saw I w- a few books out. I wouldn't uh, want, you know, it, it would be a damn shame if that tattoo went to waste. You know, yeah, yeah. Th- no, I, 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 I still talk to John probably two times a week. Um, not only do I write for Label, we're like really close friends, so we talk all the time. Yeah, how's he doing? He's doing good. He's busy. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. uh, just got a new warehouse. He was running out of his house for a while and it just started to grow again. So he had to get a warehouse. So he's been busy getting acclimated to that. And, you know, yeah, we've been, work. we've been running the fancy lad company out of our house for like 10 years. So I'm dreaming of the day that it gets big enough for a warehouse. Yeah. 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 And, and all the money we did make, we blew on this studio for the podcast. <laughs> true. So, it's a bummer but what are you gonna do easy come easy go yeah easy come easy go um but the um the label kills part just Mm -hmm. a little few more things about it i mean yeah you you have that sort of style that's very like sort of almost i mean i call it kind of a little bit of a surf style it reminds me of uh you know zacker who used to be on the team Mm -hmm. um where it gets really down low but you know, when you, when that part came out, like I said, because I hadn't seen any of those tricks before, I considered you a very creative skater. I don't know if you consider yourself that because, I mean, looking back now, though, you were doing tricks that probably you learned 10 years before that. So it was probably just creative to me because it was so, for the time, out of step. It was more well, just like you were doing whatever you wanted to do, and that was something that was not. But it was necessarily. more. But it was more of an old school type approach, like, right? Yeah, for, for sure. sure. 
like no, rubbish sure. heap or something that I had never seen before at the time. So mm-hmm. it was all so new to me that I was like, wow, this guy is groundbreaking. Um, they were all the, the one thing that I got a kick out of because I grew up skating in the eighties. I started in like 85, mm-hmm. something like that. I never really left that time because that was my favorite time. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I always wanted to take what I grew up with, but tried to apply it to a modern, like, platform, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. And so, like, if you're going to wally something, try to wally down something bigger. Or, you know, or do a line to something, but throw in sloppies. You know, I, I don't know. I just, um, I would say you're right. I, I definitely, my strong points is being more like thinking out of the box. Yeah. Um, and there's there's two reasons for that. It's one because I wanted to be in the skateboard game and I wanted to be a pro skater and I knew I couldn't really compete because I'm coming up with dudes like Danny Way and Guy Mariano and like that era. Mm. And mm. I was like, you know, I can't go out and try to do what everyone else is doing, but I don't even want but I didn't even want to. Right. You know? Because like during that time I was all into punk rock and shit like that and um I like going against the grain. It was fun for me to do something different. And um, I got a kick out of it. Um, so it was a mix of like necessity and what made me happy. And um, and I remember years and years later, I had a conversation with Mike Lely. We were in some beer garden in Texas somewhere. And I told him about like my time in skateboarding. And I was like, you know what? I never looked at skateboarding as like a competitive thing or like a job or anything like that. I was just like, I just want to put out my point of view and I want to put out like something different. And that's what I enjoyed and got a kick out of just like doing like, this is me, not like I'm trying to compete with everyone, but this is my personality. This is me on and off the board. And that's what I'm putting out there. Um, and it's probably why I got into art and stuff like that, because it's, it's, it's just, it was more of an expression activity than it was a physical or competitive activity. Um, so that's, that, that was my thinking from early on. And fortunately black label just was the perfect, because that's what I had always been doing for years, but black label was just the perfect like stage that everything came together where people actually took note and appreciated it for the first time. Right. They actually gave you an outlet for that. Yeah. And then like, and John understood it, knew how to put it together. Right. You're only as good as the director you're working with, you know? Yeah. That's true. Uh, so he saw what I was doing and fully like gassed it, like fully was just like, keep doing what you're doing. I love it. Don't, don't even think twice. Cause in the past with people I've worked for or worked with, you know, it was always kind of like, yeah, that's cool, but where's the handrail photo? Or, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So John John was just full on, like, do your thing. I love it. Well, and, it, fits um, in, it fits in perfectly with the punk ethos, you know. And I, th- yeah. I mean, honestly, even though, yeah, Black Label, it was a big brand, but, like, I couldn't really think of a brand growing up that was more punk than Black Label. Oh, yeah. Just based on the riders that rode for the company. Like, you... Jub, Ben Gilly, just these kind of 
almost like hometown heroes. Not, I mean, not even you as much as Jub and Ben Gilly. But I mean, maybe you consider yourself a hometown hero. But I feel like characters that wouldn't normally get the sort of spotlight all being in the same video because just having such unique styles of skating. That's 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 black label in a nutshell. Yeah. Hmm. Like we we were always the underdogs. You know, we were always like the misfits within a group of misfits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like um for sure. Like definitely. And even before the whole label kill, kills era like Black Label and then Lucero Limited before that was always that kind of punk rock mentality of like the underground um the the anti-heroes of skateboarding kind of like mentality and it still is today nothing's changed with black label whatsoever yeah i love it i bought a uh uh, a barcode uh black label um shirt from eastern border just uh because of uh the sheer nostalgia of label kills yeah, the only yeah. other uh, companies we let riders represent are uh, Label and Zero. Yeah. That's it. We have a strict I mean, policy over Zero's here. Zero is more of a straight handrail company, but I do like mm-hmm. their art direction, and I do think that they are... Uh, hey, you can't get down on someone for having a classic Zero shirt. That's exactly. Sure. You know what you I know. mean? Oh, no. I, when Zero came out and those first few videos came out, I was like a huge fan. How could you not be? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I mean, because those videos changed the, the the skateboard scene as well. You know, with this whole new kind of attitude and and edge to it, I I loved it. I've I've watched. I used to watch those videos over and over and over and over again. The first one was my favorite. The short one with Aaron Harrison and Thrill of It All, Lopez and all that. Yeah, because it was Lopez so skates to the Rolling Stones. Yeah, it was so different at the time. R.I.P. the drummer. Mm. Yeah, what's his name? Mm. Charlie something. It, it was it was definitely something. Yeah, I forget what it was though. <laughs> he definitely had a name. I think he had two, a first and a last. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Sorry, sorry for trying to get You're topical just, here. Probably yeah. a pretty safe guess. <laughs> but I gotta say, even even without knowing, like I re- I remember one of the first times I went into the Coliseum. This is at its original location. Mm-hmm. The the boards that stuck out to me were. Uh, obviously the flip boards and the black label boards. Mm-hmm. Those were always just like the label boards were always felt like I was like, Oh, like I hope my mom doesn't see me looking at that board, <laughs> even though there was nothing inappropriate about it. My mom is like first board. My dad got me had, I think it ha- I don't know what brand the wheels were, but he told me that he got me wheels with like a naked lady on them. And my mom like freaked out and made him bring them back and like switch them out just for like, uh, they were just like, like team logo like bones wheels, mm-hmm. which was, they, they were good, yeah, you know. But um, I would have liked the the boobies at that point for sure. <laughs> but it's you so, know, my, my mom, my mom was the same way. Yeah. <laughs> but one one more thing about the the black label zero connection. Did you notice that Jamie Thomas redid your intro for Label Kills? In, um... Oh yeah, oh, that's a good question. I think uh, it was. I think it was only, a good job. Only, I think it was dying to only live because someone only because someone told me about it. Yeah, I, I didn't. That, I didn't see it. I, I didn't, didn't know, see it or anything. Yeah, I and didn't then, know if you um, ever had a conversation with them, being like, "Hey, your intro looks pretty familiar, huh?" Yeah. No, because you know what? 
honestly, I don't really give a shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, and, it's not like those and, intros were obviously they they were not they were an homage to a a genre, you know. Well, good and bad, the I ugly. Mean, I don't know. Any I, mean, I, mean, yeah. I don't. Okay, I might talk a little shit right now. Dude, do it. This is the place. Jamie is a very bright person and a super talented skateboarder, but a lot of times I watched him. I don't think he's the most creative minded person. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he's what he likes and he knows how to regurgitate it. Yeah. Um, Osmosis so I, Jones. I didn't really. Care. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of took it as a uh, like a pat on the back, to be honest. And and I don't really get any. I don't like. I said I don't really give a shit, and I don't get yeah. freak out about stuff like that. But Castle, Castle Barry told me he called him out when they were on tour for Circa or something. Like Hell that. yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah, Castle. I mean, I guess imitation's the greatest form of flattery, right? Exactly. Like I don't. I'm just like whatever. I don't care. I, my video came out first, so what does it matter? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, winner, winner. The ender for label kills. Did was that like mm-hmm. a? Was that a big mission? Because that that clip, when I saw it growing up, blew my mind so much that it just shattered like what I thought of a, a hammer in skating just because of the spot alone. I was like, I didn't even think that that could be, you know, growing up, you're a very impressionable youth, and you're like, I didn't think anything like this could be possible on Mm -hmm. a skateboard. I didn't know if it was just something that you were passing by on tour or if it was like a spot that you'd seen for years. Or something maybe that you hit up Steve Barra and you're like, yo, Barra, I need you to build a spot for me. Exactly. It was a bit of a mission because to get to it, you have to like cross an expressway. Mm. So I had to like sit stand on the island and wait for traffic hoping the cops won't drive by um the ground was really rough but um so it was a bit of a mission but i went and did it i went and shot it for slap and i didn't have a video guy so i did it once whoa and then and then i had to go back to film it and it took me three different times to get it just because i got kicked out um or whatever it just didn't work out but um it was a bit of a mission just due to the fact of where it's located. Damn. Yeah. Um, and you're like fighting traffic. So you only can go every whatever few minutes or whatever. Is that a spot you would just like scoped out driving by? Like just something you're just like, Oh shit. No, a a filmer buddy of mine brought me there one day and like, check this out. And I was just like, he kicked you out of the car and he's like, you're not getting a ride home until you fucking, we need the photo for (laughs) slap by 8 a.m. No, at, at first I was, at first I was like, "Oh shit, okay." I had to like wrap my brain around it, and then I went back and and tried it. But it took me a while. The first few times I tried it, because I thought I needed rails. Mm-hmm. So I had rails, but you had to like get inside, and it was a very sharp edge, so it would like burn these lines in my rails. Like right. when I was going down, I could smell the plastic burning. Damn. And like so then it started creating all these notches in my rails so like i would go try it and then i would get locked into a wrong yeah if you weren't in the right notch you're fucked yeah because yeah, the weight would be off so finally the rails broke off and then after the rails broke off i made it yeah 
Hell you just yeah. needed the straight wood. I just needed the wood, yeah. You just needed to let that, that black label deck breathe. Exactly. Ah, like, oh, finally, I'm free of my binds. Exactly. Do you have a, a favorite part of your own? And did you also pick that Devil Went Down to Georgia song? I'm just curious. Oh, Charlie Daniels Band. Yeah. Um, I think that's my favorite part is Label Kills. And I Hell did yeah. not pick Lucero picked that song. Well, I agree. It is also my favorite part of yours. It is, is a very and... good one. And it makes sense that you didn't pick the song, but do you like the song? It's a great song for that part. It goes no, I, fucking I, great. I, I, when John brought it up, I was just like, hell yeah, sounds great. I feel like the best parts are ones where the skaters don't pick the song, but still, like the, but still like the song. You know, there's got to be some sort of mutual, uh, you know, some sort of common no, ground, some sort there, of com- compromise. Yeah. Yeah, there, there needs to be in like... Um, like when we did the enjoy video, Matt just had me give him like six songs, mm-hmm. and and then he went through those six songs and then figured out the best one that he thought he could edit to. Um, so the- that works out better because it's hard to step away from yourself oh, and yeah. see what works best because you you just have your personal opinions of what you want, but you're not in the editing room like putting everything together, so. Right. It's better to step away, like step away and just let it, let the people that do what they do, do what they do. Yeah. Um, and I love how and, you did the, um, the double flip to fakie in the label kills part. You know, you don't see you do that many, uh, flip tricks really in general, but then no, I, I don't, I don't do a lot. I mean, in the early nineties, I did them a lot and then I got frustrated and then I just like, why well, I don't, I don't have to do this shit. But then, you know, um, the doesn't have to flip. In the, in the uh, bag of suck part, you do two kickflips on flat that, you know, are two of the best kickflips I've ever seen. <laughs> so it's just kind of nice that you well, have that good. sort of. It's good that they're good because that that's about all I got. Yeah. <laughs> he said you didn't have to do them. He didn't say when he does no, them. They're no, not I perfect. I used, to, I used to be able to do the switch kickflips and switch backside even one of the flips and nollie flips and all that crap. And mm-hmm. I just got over it. Yeah. I don't I just like to like run into things and go fast. So you sent them both the uh the Joe Strummer and the uh the Elvis song. No, I didn't send them the Elvis song. I sent them the Joe Strummer song and a bunch of other songs that I don't even remember. I think there was a Bad Religion song maybe. Hmm. Um but he picked the Strummer one which I thought was a great pick. That um, was a great but, pick. And then it he was... just added the Elvis because he knew because the the portrait behind you that you mm-hmm. liked Elvis. Love me tender. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do love Elvis. You think Elvis is the first punk rocker? No, I think Hank Williams was. Nice. Not as not not two or three though. One. Yeah, exactly. Hank one. <laughs> Hank one. <laughs> yeah. Cuz he's a rambling man, you know. Yeah. Um People, but, um, always, people always thought Elvis, that Elvis might of... be the original Britney. Spears? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, he wasn't al- allowed to tour outside of the U.S. because his manager wasn't allowed to leave the country because of, like, yeah. illegal shit. Yeah. Yeah, the colonel was an illegal citizen. So he was only so, allowed yeah. to do pretty much what his manager, who was this fucking weird dude, 
could could allow him to do so that's the reason that's the reason he probably died on the toilet yeah because the, the colonel took it the colonel took advantage of him and made bad deals for cash because he had a gambling problem and always needed fast ca- fast cash mm. right it's tough having a gambling problem you know what they say big money big cars yep who the fuck you think you are um <laughs> i always thought it was weird people always said that it's weird that you uh, skated for enjoy and had a part in that video, but I thought it made complete sense. Yeah, I, thought I was it like, fit have you seen the tilt mode videos? Yeah, right. Which are some well, of my, which I, I got to say, these are all, I'm talking about all of my favorite videos growing up right yeah. now. Bag of suck, mm-hmm. man down, mm-hmm. first tilt mode video. Mm-hmm. Label kills, obviously. Label kills, obviously. I don't even know really what my question is, but did you like did you like skating for enjoy at the time? No, I loved skating for enjoy. Yeah. And um I get why people think that because visually it, it looks like rainbows and unicorns and that kind of shit. Yep. Right. Well they had the kitten and the rainbow graphic. But when you really look at it, it was fucking raw and down and dirty, enjoy was. Mm-hmm. It was like to me, enjoy was very punk rock even though they didn't claim punk rock and visually it wasn't punk rock they were just more of the fun loving punk rock well they were fun loving but if you look at those ads and if you remember some of the ads and a lot of the messaging with enjoy they are taking the piss out of skateboarding yeah yeah no absolutely They they were they were calling out everybody that they thought was full of shit yeah and um Mixed with the fact that Enjoy and Tilt Mode's all like based in San Jose. So these were the guys that even skating for Black Label and filming for Black Label, I was going and skating and filming with the Enjoy crew and the Tilt Mode crew. So I was just looking to do something different because I'd always been on these underground kind of band or, or, or uh, brands or whatever. Right. I'm like, it would be cool. Like, I'm getting older, and I've just been doing the same thing for so long. And it would be cool to do something different and hang out and just travel with my friends and um, who I hang out with all the time and skate with all the time. Yeah. Right. And, and um, I was like, it'd just be cool to do something different. Yeah. And um, But to me, Enjoy was punk as fuck due to their, their just their overall fuck you attitude to the skateboard industry mm-hmm. i, I, I thought mean, it was cool oh yeah no for sure you know i mean we love i mean we're big i mean i guess we're big enjoy fans because we're just big tilt mode fans in general we're yeah. big fans of that crew and their whole like just general vibe of just having fun and doing whatever the fuck and, they want and mark and, johnson louis barletta and jerry sue is just such a powerful trio it's, it's actually like, unfair that like that really all, all those people have to be from the same area. You can't spread them out around the country. Give some give people a little <laughs> well, love other well, places. Technically, well, technically, Mark Johnson's from North Carolina. Oh, thank God! Ah, oh, thank God. As specified in modus operandi, he moved to San Jose, hmm. but then he ended up moving to San Jose and hooking up with those dudes. Louie is actually from like Modesto. Which is Central really? Valley. We used to live in Ceres, right next to Modesto. 
he's actually from another little town right outside of Modesto, Patterson. Oh, okay, Patterson. Yeah. But um, then he moved to San Jose to go to San, San Jose State when he was like college age or whatever. Louis Barletta is older than me. That's what I heard. He's secretly, I don't know his age. Maybe you could tell it. But I'm, I, I've I'm gonna heard. Be, I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to be 48 next month. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like six months older than me. Wow. That's awesome. That's yeah. So so the bowl cut is what keeps you young. Yeah, pretty much. Or maybe and, it's because he's a Taurus. And he's, malt a, liquor. he's a tourist? Oh, malt liquor as well. Damn. Yeah, malt liquor too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Enjoy did seem like it's kind of strange how Enjoy did seem like such a party crew, but it had such mm-hmm. a different vibe like be uh rather than Baker, which is like kind of the other party crew. Yeah. Like Baker's so much like hijinks and kind of like don't want to tell your mom about it and then enjoy yeah maybe it's just because the art direction just seems so fun loving and like yeah we might party yeah. and get fucked up but hey it's all in good fun but look we got a, a car made yeah. out of a, 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 a cardboard yeah that we jumped down the stairs with yeah exactly yeah yeah no it's like like the baker guys were more like like dirty gutter party Mm-hmm. And your mom don't tell your mom about us, and enjoys more like fun loving, get wasted. We'll make out with your mom. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell your mom about us. Yeah, here's our number. Yeah, I love it. Were you? I mean, hmm. I guess you know the the man down video. That's actually probably my favorite video. Even though I love Bag of... Well, no, I, I do put Bag of Suck on my top five more than Man Down. But, Dude, but no, I mean, Man Down... You like Man Down more than Bag of Suck. But I probably, down, at, probably... at Growing up, Man Down definitely had more of an influence Okay, you probably me. put more hours in, at least. Yeah. Yeah. As an impression well, of that, youth. Man Down, well, Man Down was first, right? Yeah. 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 So it was Man Down first, so that was more impactful, and then enjoy video would have just been kind of like kind of like a recreation ish it's like the man uh, down so but you got it seems more like more serious it's like a it's like filming a spin-off very close to very right. close to the original you know yeah it's not like it's more like a like laverne and shirley to happy days as opposed to mork and mindy to happy days which well, is like you know I, mork I, and mindy's think, like how'd I you think, get here yeah i think the man down was probably a little more of like everyone hanging out and just filming. And then the enjoy video was people were like trying to like take the opportunity to like make their mark. And like, especially with Jerry and Louie and stuff like that, like they were really serious about it, you know, where I think in the Tiltman videos, everyone's just out getting drunk and having fun and whatever happened, happened. And still I mean, making one of the best videos of all time. I yeah. Think yeah. Yeah. I would have loved if it was still, I mean, I guess you got a lot more crew riders in that video, but I would have loved if it was still just man down was just branded as a enjoy video. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, and obviously in, in, in in bag of suck, I was waiting for that Doug shoemaker part. Mm -hmm. Everyone was, (laughs) everyone wanted to see a backtail varial flip out. Mm -hmm. Oh wait, that wasn't even Doug shoemaker. That was, um, Jesse Erickson. 
Oh, who else has oh, yeah. Who has the first? Paul Sharp's in the first one, too. Paul Sharp skates the fucking Semi and Angel. Did they try to film a bunch of uh, skits that didn't make the cut for Bag of Suck, or were it, was it just like um, they weren't even no, going to try that? I, I don't think they were really... I don't remember talk of skits at all. Um, I think people were pretty much totally focused on just trying to get their footage. Um, mm-hmm. And then they just wanted to create the, the transition stuff. Um, and they wanted to do like original intros and not use any digital programming or anything like that. I really right. love that. Um, yeah, it is really cool. Everything was filmed, you know. Um, but I don't really know. Like during that time, like I was not in the same position as everyone else in the crew. I was had a kid and I had another one along the way. So I was like living in like a whole nother universe than the rest of the crew. Yeah. So they were probably meeting and talking about stuff all the time. And I was just like, I don't even care. You guys do whatever you want to do. Let me know when you need me. Like you absolutely need me, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I wasn't like in the mix for everything. Cause I was in like suburban dad mode. Um, so hence your so intro. Probably, I, yeah. That's where my idea came from. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I want to look like a 50s dad who just drinks high life and listens to Elvis. Is that so much to ask? Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty That's pretty much how I was living, though. Yeah. <laughs> and But I escaped, but it, I escaped for, for a living. Like, that, that's kind of odd, but... Um, yeah. Odd for a 50s dad. But, uh, that would be weird yeah, for a 50s dad. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dottie, off to the office again. I'll see you tonight for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking mad perf tray flipped down the sidewalk. Milkman's like, oh, Terry, you're off to work, Terry? Yes, I'll see you later on when you bring the evening milk. Yeah. We all love our evening milk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. What was... I missed out on a lot of of public conversations about things because I was living in a different world. Yeah. Um, than the majority of it, than everyone else. Yeah. What was the, um, and now my daughter, now my daughter's 21 and my younger 15. Oh, holy shit. Well, they're old. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. I was, oh, okay. Okay. So bag of suck came out I'm in 2006. Yeah. Okay. So that makes perfect sense. Actually, man, that makes, uh, yeah, that was, I was going to say, crazy. I was going to say they're older than how long I've been skating, but that's not true. So now I feel like an old man. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, wait well, a minute. Damn it. Yeah, well, my my soon-to-be ex-wife um, was pregnant with Lux, my youngest, during, like, when we went to the premiere, she was, like, ready to have Lux. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was um, the... Um... But, uh... What was the first, uh, I mean, the earliest video part that I remember you from was, uh, the scarecrow video. And that, was that the company that you were on before you got on black label? Okay. There's, I've, I've had a longer run than that. My, the first video I was in, like I turned pro for think skateboards. Really? Oh, dude. Were in you in a, were you in a think, were you in a think video? 92. I was in, I was in the I was in the very first think video called Partners in Crime. I have not seen that one. The first one I saw was Damage. We're going to have to find a copy of Partners in well, Crime. 
I mean, we're talking like, how old were you in 1992? I was five years old. And I was Okay, so probably why you haven't seen it. Yeah. But I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. I was four and he was five. We we knew what. Listen, we've seen plenty of old videos, though, okay? It's just that one flew under the radar. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) you're right. It does make sense. Uh, He's got a point. Um, Yeah. I mean, we're huge fans of the old Plan B videos, you know, H Street, Powell, old. You know the, all those videos, but I did not see that particular think video. Was it? How... We were and slaves you, well, to what you, we had, you what we had available. You know. Okay, so it was it was think, and then it was definitely another company before Scarecrow. No, okay, GNS. So this, this is this is how it went down. I I actually my first sponsor was Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. and then. I ended up getting on Think. It was a brand new company. And I went and did that. And then I went to SMA, which is SMA. kind of going back yeah. to Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, NHS did it at the time. Russ Pope was the brand manager for SMA when I was on SMA. Oh, yeah. Russ Pope. Boston local Russ Pope. Yeah, that's yeah. Russ Pope. Who works for Converse, runs a transportation, transportation unit. unit. Yeah. Yep. And then he got nhs to start creature and i went to creature mm-hmm. so me and bark me and barker barrett were the first two pros for creature damn yeah exit barker um, barrett somebody told me once that he's a big fan of fancy lad so i'm gonna give him a big yell exit yeah i love i love barker barrett he's one of my favorite people i met skateboard awesome. um but and after that russ split to do scarecrow on his own and I, I, I left with him to do Scarecrow because me and Russ just got along like thick as thieves, you know. Right. Um, and then from there, I, I rode for Sonic for a real quick. And then after that, it was Black Label. Sonic? is Was that Simon Woodstock's company? No. Did he just ride for them? The, he just rode for them. It was the, I don't know, you guys weren't around the 80s, but Coy O'Brien was a pro from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and his brother did it, and it was out of San Jose. Louis Louis Barletta wrote for it. Nice. So did Matt Eversol. I remember the uh, the one louder video. Oh wait, Matt Eversol wrote for them. Yeah, is that what you said? Sick. Yeah, the one louder video was the Sonic the Sonic video. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, I... So then they went to black black label, and then enjoy, and then back to black label. Yeah. Do you ever go on tour with Simon Woodstock? Yeah. Nice. I don't know. People was, always people always ask went, me all the, all the time about Simon Woodstock because they always know, associate Simon Fancy Lad with Simon Woodstock. Exactly. Yeah. And they think that it, what we're doing <laughs> is all branched off of Simon Woodstock, so No. Um No, my actually my very first sponsor was Winchester Skate Shop and that was Simon Woodstock him and his family's skate shop here in town oh really and so then you, i so you owe a huge debt of gratitude to him well i mean uh, me and simon have been friends forever like i've lived with him multiple times in different houses over all the years and everything nice we were just grew up in the same area you know yeah i mean he um, seems like an in, he seems like an individual oh i would that's that's easily said yes yeah <laughs> 
the first creative clown skater, you know. So I just gotta give I just gotta give respect, you know, props where props are due, you know. Oh, absolutely. No, I got a real kick out of it, and I helped him do a lot of his props and photo shoots when he needed someone to shoot an arrow at his whatever or mm-hmm. roll a bowling ball or whatever. Like we're always doing crazy stuff. You're always down to help. Whatever. With the clownery. Yep. Yep. I was always down to help be the clown support. You gotta have a you gotta have a good homie that's down to, that's down for that shit. Yeah. You know? Which is something it's like we always had a bunch of good homies that were down for the clownery. And now we're now we're just getting a little bit more difficult to find people that are down, but we still got them. Yeah, well, you know, after doing it for so <laughs> many years, kinds, we did all kinds of shit. I mean, I remember sh- shooting the sequence where we rode next to each other. I remember I that three six flip, and I he jumped on the board. Flip. Yep, yep. And then there was one where he rode and and then ollied off a ledge, and I hit the board and flipped it, and he landed on it. Um. We're Damn. always doing crazy shit like that. Yeah, the double skating. Yeah, Matt does that all yep. the time with the hand flip assist. Oh yeah, Matt's that's very yep. good. If you if you don't feel like skating but you still want to flip in or out of tricks, you yeah. just you just tell Matt. <laughs> just get you your say, homeboy. Yeah, you say, hey Matt, I'm yeah. gonna slappy nose slide and I don't know, do like a three sixty flip out for me or something. I don't know. Yeah, he'll, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll hook I'm it up. Hard. Yeah. I'm feeling a little tired today. I'm feeling a little tired today. I need a little help. Yeah. yeah. No, I love, I mean, the, the 360 flip uh, double person trick stood out to me because I'm always on the hunt for the creative trick that I hadn't seen before. That's mm-hmm. what. That's why I love the tilt mode videos too because I was always on the hunt for an NBD and it was just something that I, you know, a new way of thinking about skating that I had never seen before. Right. And so yeah, that, and especially with, with Louie. Yeah, Louis oh, yeah. is my favorite. Yeah, Louis. I gotta say, Louis the best. Louis the best. Yeah. Did you become quick friends with uh, Dan Drehobel because you were like, "Hey, Dan, I used to skate for Think. You used to skate for Think. Let's be friends." We we, we became friends be- before that. Um, because I've always been. Well, Dan was someone like there were certain people in skateboarding that I would instantly gravitate towards and get along with. Mm-hmm. And it usually had to do with who goes to whatever bar. Nice. Right. Um, so you go to the contest or you go wherever. And then like some dudes are like, you know, maybe the plan B dudes are going off to some blingy something. I was always at some dive bar or something. You know what I mean? And then there's Drahobel, Chris Pastris. Like there was yeah. always... Lucero, yeah. it's always like the same cast, same cast of characters, you know. But I was always a huge Jehovah fan, and I think we just kind of fanned out on each other early on. Um, so I've been friends with him forever, and it really had nothing to do with think or anything like that. It was just like just like-minded people that like to drink cheap beer and get dirty. Oh hell yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking say. about. I mean, Jehovah's yeah. he's a he's a Maynard, right? Yeah, he's a New Englander. Yeah, he's a New Englander, yeah. so he knows yeah. he knows how to get down, down and dirty. Yeah, he knows how to get down. Yep. Um, what, <laughs> was, what was what was the bar that you two would go to? Oh well, no, it, it was I don't even know. It was like whenever there was a skateboarding event. So it's like 
whatever contest you go to or yeah. when you go to the trade show, it's like the people that are always in the beer garden or you go to the contest and then certain people go to this bar, certain people go to this bar. So we were always just end up at the strip bar or the, the, the down and out kind of if there was a punk show or if there was just like a dive bar or whatever. It was in different cities all over, you know? Yeah. Mm. It's, it's just, pretty it, much it's any bar that whatever bar Danny Way was. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Danny Way might have been there. I don't know, but it was have. usually the certain cast of characters that would go to the same kind of shit after the after yeah. to the event. You know? But you were but you were trying to avoid the Plan B guys. I get it. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not just at kidding. All. Because they're not all like that. Because you know what, Duffy was in our dirty crew. Yeah. Oh yeah, Duffy stayed at the Duffy stayed at the house. Yeah, Duffy is a, a real one. He uh stayed at the Fancy Lad yeah. house. Uh almost probably 10 years ago. Yeah, at it was this a point. while ago, yeah. And uh and, 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 but I'm not I'm not trying to like say like oh they were doing this like everyone's into diff- the into different stuff, you know. Right. And they were uh, just us more like dirty kind of like I don't know ruffigans like that like to go to dirty dive bars and not try to go get strippers at some blingy club you know absolutely you're looking Um, for you're looking uh, for the cheap pbr and the cheap high lives and the the pool table yeah exactly Exactly. that's that's what you want yeah you want to play pool with matt hensley i get it that's true yeah totally 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 but i'm not i'm not trying to be like negative or talk shit at all like that's that's not what like what it is but no um, no 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 I just t- I tended to find myself in the same cast of characters at every event because we all were drawn to the same yeah kind of um, atmosphere. I could say I got nothing but love for the skate community. We're all cut from the same cloth. We're all know, we're all skate brethren. All right, absolutely. And um, I mean, your love for punk rock. I mean. I got. I got to ask: Was Shepard Fairey kind of an inspiration for your your stencil artwork at all? No. What was your main um, inspiration? My um, I mean, later when I re, when I saw what Shepard was doing, it was inspiring. But I started doing it out of necessity because I wanted to do my own board graphics. And I can't draw. Mm-hmm. I can't draw. And I can't, like, I'm horrible with the computer. I mean, I've learned a little bit to get by with what I need, but. For Photoshop? Uh, Photoshop and Illustrator and stuff. I can kind of knuckle drag through it, but I only need to do so much. So it works for me. Yeah, but right. Same. My main inspiration was I loved rancid imagery. The band or just rancid imagery? Like rancid, like the band rancid imagery. Okay, yeah. Right. So okay, it was yeah, the yeah, band, yeah. yeah. All, and all the Hellcat stuff and a lot of the stuff that was going on in the East Bay and punk in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And so I just started like Xeroxing and stenciling things so I could piece together graphics. Mm-hmm. And um, with with the limited amount of talent that I had, but I just wanted to do it. So I yeah. started stenciling a lot and I really got into it and I started to get more intricate and more intricate. And then um, 
I found a book one day at like Barnes and Noble or something. It was like stencil art and half of it was street art and half of it was like, like, like gallery kind of like fine yeah. art. Mm-hmm. And it like, it blew my mind. Like, cause I didn't think like stenciling would be considered art whatsoever. It's just like right. this punk shit you do to like, like spray on your grip tape or something. Yeah. To you get know? an it's image somewhere like, quickly. Yeah. Just, just to get an image and, you can make a cool font and it looks punk and I could put together some board graphics and that kind of shit. Um, and then when I saw that book, which Shepard was in it and multiple other people were in it as well. That's when I started thinking like more like, Oh, I can make paintings doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So Shepard was um, inspiring, but I had already been doing it just on my own. Yeah. Just not, just not on a fine art level, you know. Well, it's just because he he does the same sort of thing where he picks like punk icons and just kind of will do a stencil portrait of them. Is yeah, I guess the subject matter the only reason why I was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and when I started doing that stuff, I was like, I have to figure out a way to make my shit look not like Shepard Perry, right? Because. When I started cutting stencils, I just naturally was like, well, I want to learn how to do this. I'll do an Elvis portrait or I'll do a Joe Strummer portrait or I'll do a Johnny Cash portrait just because it was what was in my mind all the time. Um, But it it makes sense that me and Shepard have like the same subject matter because he's like two or three years older than me and grew up the exact same way I did. Like yeah. skateboarding, listening to punk rock. It's like right. what like uh, like duh. He made a you know, like, uh, he made a skate video. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. That's what you call parallel thought. When I started trying to make paintings, I was like, I have to make sure not to look like Shepard Fairy because he was already starting to be a big name and I'm like, I can't look like a copycat. Right. Well, it makes sense to, uh, even if you're inspired, it makes sense to, you know, emulate a style and make it your own, you know? So, yeah, I mean, there's only sure. so many things you can do. It's not like, um, you know, you can't just reinvent the wheel for every single thing you do, especially if you're going to do it on a professional level. Um, yeah, it's, it's like I just recreate what inspires me and what I'm interested in. Me and Shepard have, have, happen to be interested in the same things. Right. Yeah. The uh, Well, I got to say the... Um, I saw you make a post of the, I think it's a black label series where it's a series of your, your, it said custom boards. I don't know if you're doing them all by hand or if it's just that you did them and then they're silkscreen all of them, but they look amazing. They look really professional. Which one, which ones were they? Um, it was like, it was like a portrait series. It you just, it was like your most recent like board post on your Instagram. I wish I could think of somebody who it was. Let me look it up real quick. We'll cut out this we'll silence. Work. Don't worry. Oh no! It's <laughs> sta- no no no! It's this staying one right in. here. No, it's, got, it's staying in. It's got Elvis. It's got Blondie. I don't know what these what the the other ones aren't necessarily portraits. There's a Lucero graphic. I mean, I could just show you right here on the phone. I can't see shit. Where's my glasses? Can I see? Here, show me again. Oh yeah, they kind of looked like the old the the old Gon's vision graphics. Exactly. 
They kind of do look like the old Gon's vision graphics. Oh, oh, no, no. You know what those are? Yep. What are they? Okay. Those are the, um, I do runs of grip tape. Like I'll take boards and I do like art grip tape on them. So those are one off just like grip tape jobs I've done and I sell them. Oh, wow. The, oh, wait, damn. these aren't. No, th- that's these aren't board graphics. Those are the tops. No, those are that's all grip tape. OK, but this last Jason Adams one there where you signed it that says Jason Adams, that must be not a grip tape. That looks like a board. Well, what it says right under it, Jason Adams, by the way, this is grip tape. The one with the flaming guy right here. That's not grip tape. Yeah, yeah we call, I, th- I think his I think his actual name is Hot Willie. He's a World Industries guy. It's, there's you got Wet Willie and you got Hot Willie. No, so you can see you can see like so the way those pictures are taken. There's the top graphic that's the grip tape, and the bottom graphic that's the actual graphic. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Okay, you I'm sorry I'm that I'm so stupid, but now I finally get it. And they both look amazing. I mean, like I was saying. Yeah. So so I'll take I'll just take black label boards and then i'll i'll grip them like do like they're basically kind of like paintings yeah and then i I just sell them and people buy them that's super dope that is sick i didn't realize that that's what that was but that is yeah i was you know what i cut up three different colors of grip tape and uh i was thinking about charging people for me doing a custom art grip job for selling Mm -hmm. on the uh, fancy website Mm -hmm. uh but you probably charge way more than that for those custom grip jobs. I mean, way well, more than what I, I would I do, charge. I, I do two different kinds. I do ones that are meant to be ridden, and I and then I do ones that are meant to be like collector, like so that. I, that that the ones that you just brought up are like the more the collector ones. Yeah. So, so those are wall seem, hangers. They seem really intricate. I was gonna say I would feel bad if I was skating on those. No, those are the ones that I, I intend to sell as collectors. But then through my Slappy Hour store, I, I will just grip up some boards kind of quick, paint yep. on them and give them designs and stuff like that. But they're meant to be skated and they're, uh, they're priced to be skated. Mm-hmm. So and the, uh, and I do both. Awesome. Double down. I love the Slappy Hour. And I love that you, you do the Slappy Hour considering I – you know, consider you the slappy godfather. King of slappies. <laughs> you know, who who better <laughs> than the, you know, most slappiest guy I know. When slappies are mentioned, they're like, yeah, Jason Adams label kills. Yeah. <laughs> and then you do you yeah. do a, you do a slappy line in the uh the God Save the Label too. Um that's, yeah. that's uh very reminiscent of the other uh label kills line. I pretty and, much throw them in there, and I don't think there was in any in Bag of Suck, but all the other videos. The um, but uh, the God. the the Wally boards the the Wally front board slides blow my mind, especially the one down Clipper. I love I love that it's just such a famous spot, doing the Wally front board slide. You know the one. Yeah, totally. That you did? I remember did, that day. Yeah, well. you remember the one that you did? Yeah. yeah. Well, you did You did the Wally front board for, like, I, I think that was maybe your ender or the second to last trick. 
beef in a bag of suck through the kink. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That for some reason I was thinking that. Yeah, Clipper. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The one That's... in bag of suck, the one in bag of suck was way harder than Clipper. Was it because of the kink? It was the run up, and it was because um, the kink, and it was double sided, um, and the room for error was a lot higher than Clipper. Clipper is such a wide ledge; you could just like fall on it and slide down it. Mm. Yeah, you just get up there, and your 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 front truck's not over on Clipper, right? Yeah, it's just exactly. up on top and, of it. Yeah, and there's, and there's a bunch of room there to where like you probably just fall on it and slide down it, right. or have time to fall over the other side. Where when you have like curbs and bushes and two double sided and all that shit, then there's way more room for air. But um, but yeah, the 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 bag of suck one was way harder. Yeah. That one, Clipper seems steeper. Clipper seems like you could you could kind of try just it like, and just like and jump that, and bail to the bottom of the stairs almost. Yeah, Clipper's steeper, but you kind of have your front wheels sliding. And um, I don't know, that one was weird too because you have like two pushes. Yeah, right. Limited run up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just always want to, I always want to do a front side wally board slide down something and then um ended up doing that one in bag of suck and then just recreated it and label it, kills because it's, I it's was a, old and had run out of ideas. Yeah. It's a weird trick. I honestly can't think of like can you think of another skater that has done a, a Wally front board down like a, a hubba? I don't even know if I have lately. I feel like maybe I'm out of touch. Wally maybe backwards. I haven't been watching. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. When you pointed your foot on that manual... To mm-hmm. no comply, flip out. Yeah. Did you? Was that intentional? Were you like, I'm gonna point my foot straight on this manual, and then I'm gonna put my toe up for steez? Yeah. Awesome. Because, <laughs> okay, so the story behind that, it's you ever heard of a keep on truck? Keep on trucking. No. I remember there was a photo of Jeff Grosso in like 1986 or maybe 1987. And he was on a mini ramp and he was doing a, a, a rock and roll fakie. And he was, did that keep on trucking. And it, it comes from like, I think it's like a Grateful Dead logo. And it kind of has this dude stepping and it says, keep on trucking. Mm-hmm. And it's like the heels up, the toes are up. So Grasso had that photo in like 87 doing that. And um, in the in the the wording, it's just like Jeff Grosso, keep on trucking, whatever. And it was just always in my brain. And then one day, you know, we're skating a manual pad, and I just thought it would be cool to do a manual keep on trucking. 
<laughs> yeah. I love it. That's, yeah, that's fucking sick. Where it comes from. So it comes from Jeff Grossel. Yeah. I, you know, I I, I would have loved also if it, that was just the only way that you knew how to manual and you were like... <laughs> But then no, you also do you also do the manual with the Wally one eighty out where you don't do that in the same part. So Yeah. Um and also it's kinda crazy to think it during that part too. Um I think you nolly the first set and then you firecracker the second set. And yeah. you know firecrackers have become so popular too. Right. But it, I love yeah. how, how that was slow mode, like looking back, because it was like and here's something you never saw before. He's slapping yeah. his tail on every step. Yeah. Um, and now, of course, you know, Matters Arps, you know, Firecracker Del Toro, you know. Yeah. Oh, and like Richie Jackson, mm-hmm. um, who, who I'm a big fan of, has just taken the Firecracker to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, sure. uh, yeah, I just... I wanted to have certain things from my part. Like I wanted to try to be modern, you know, get jump on a rail and jump on a hubba and flip my board a bit and shit like that. But I wanted to have those little things in there that were just kind of like, fuck off. Like this is, this is who I am. Yeah. Like I don't give a fuck what you think about it. Don't take uh, skateboarding so seriously. Like Mm -hmm. don't, just don't take skateboarding so seriously. Right. You know, um, I just, I wanted to have those few points of like making a point of that. And, you know, ragdoll must have a debt of gratitude to, for you. Then getting on black label and doing the, the gap out to firecrackers. Yeah. That was awesome. That was amazing. Yeah. Love that guy. Yep. And also, yeah. what a what a front rock you have, you know. I'm just going to tell you that real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think of the the, well, the front side rock and roll. I think Jason Adams. Yeah, quintessential front rock. Yeah, is what they'd say. Picture perfect. Mm-hmm. Picture perfect. Well, well, thank you. Fortunately, I've been gifted with front side rock and rolls. Yeah, and who's it's giving like, these out? Like, who's gifting kind of like these? What's that? Who's gifting these exactly? Because I would like I to obtain no, some. No fucking clue. Oh, damn it. God damn it. <clears throat> um, the gods. Yeah, the skate oh, gods. Oh, I'll just hit them up. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll send them a message tonight. I'm sure they'll score yeah. it away for me. <laughs> they seem very I effective. Do, I, I can do front side rock rolls better than I can do back side rock rolls. Mm. It's Which like, makes uh, no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. It's like our tall, lanky friend Peter, coincidentally, yeah. is also you're one of his favorite skaters. Same thing. And also, know? where's he Funny from? Funny how that works out. Where's he from? San Diego? Yeah, Santa it, Cruz. Santa Cruz, that's right. Yeah. But I've um, always I've always been backwards. Like, when I was a kid, like, everyone else, like, instantly went backside. Like, I'm going to learn backside airs on the half pipe. I learned frontside airs. I'm going to learn backside 360s mm-hmm. off the jump ramp. I learned frontside 360s off the jump ramp. Yeah. I'm doing street plants. We're doing street plants, and I didn't even realize it, but I'm, like, doing frontside inverts on the street because mm-hmm. I'm, like, completely dyslexic and retarded. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, don't even, like, just kind of always do things this backwards, kind of backwards way. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've just always been like that. Out of step. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it, it's not always helpful. Well, I love it. <laughs> hey, you know, I love the, uh, you know, like, were, were you talking for the rancid art? Were you talking about their, their album artwork? Like, and, and out come the wolves. I know I'm tossing this out left field. Well, no, I'm pretty much all their art is very consistent. Um, it was always very Xerox stencil lettering, spray paint, spray shit everywhere. Um, so, I mean, when I started wanting to do my own board graphics, I wanted to be like, I wanted it to look like a rancid record cover yep. mixed with like an old country western show print. Hmm. So, I mean, talking about all those old like block printing posters and stuff like that. Right. So I was like, well, I'm going to need to cut out Western fonts. Even though I want Western fonts, I want them to be spray painted and dirty and punk. So it was just my vision of what I wanted for my boards. And then I just figured out ways to piece them together. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about it, that that's how Western fonts would actually look anyways, right? They wouldn't have like a, a precise stencil or stamp necessarily no. for shit. No, no, because they were all punk, like... Look, look punk as shit. Bunch of, yeah, it's a bunch of outlaws and like vigilantes and shit, you know? Yeah, so that I mean, that was my whole drive to start making art is I had this look that I was going for and I just figured out how to piece it together. I'm sure Hank Williams would have done the same. That's, you know? that's how it all started. And then I did yeah. six gun for a while, which I right. was the art director for all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. The, the punk, the punk point boards. Mm-hmm. I tried to ride one once, but I just, for some reason, they just weren't for me with that pointed nose. But what, what was the appeal for you? Just, you just, I guess it's just different. I mean, would you just never skate nollie or do no slides? No, I would still do that with them. Mm. Man, something just didn't well, click for me. I'm well, t- I, I tried it out, but something just couldn't click. Well, I got tired of riding popsicle sticks. Yep. Um, and I, once again, just like in the beginning of this interview... I told you how I never really left the eighties. Yep. And I always tried to apply the things that I was into as a kid and make them modern. Mm-hmm. And that's the perfect blend. So, yeah. And so back in the day, my favorite company was Santa Cruz, like in the eighties. And a lot of the guys, they wouldn't have pointy boards like that, but they would have like, it would be like the nose would go and then it would just kind of go to a point. Because they were like the punk rock company at the time. And then one of my favorite skaters of all time is Ricky Windsor. And his Circle A board was fucking pointy as fuck. So I just remember going to John and going like, actually, I'm, I just made a board on my own in my garage. I just got a big black label board and I cut it out. And uh, I showed John. I'm like, dude, I'm so stoked on this board I made. I've been riding it and like skating normally. He's like, let's make it. And I didn't think he would want to make it because I didn't think anyone would buy it. Yeah. Um, but I was just like wanting to do like cool shit. And I just, 
was tired of looking at a popsicle stick. I, I like, I want to look down and like have some badass board under my feet. Yeah. I get and that. I felt like being slacked on your shit. And I felt like, yeah, I felt like I could ride anything like yeah. whatever it'll work. Right. Um, but I, I'm more into style and attitude than I am nolly flips. So right. I don't really give a shit. Yeah. So we made them. So John made them and they've been, a, they've been around for fucking 21 years now. Yeah. <laughs> and now everyone copies the shape. Right. Well, I know the, the manufacturer had a, a punk point. Uh, that's how I tried it. They were like, oh yeah, we got this punk point shape. If you want, if they, if you want us to send you some, and I was like, yeah, sure. Okay, no, I've, I've, I've seen like welcome boards and stuff. I'm like, that's my shape from like 10 years ago. Yep. <laughs> but once again, I don't care. That's just the way it goes. It's like, it's like a pat on the back. Yeah. If people like yeah. the shape, then that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... You were onto something. The fact that they actually sold and we still make them 21 years later is kind of incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. Well, you know, there's something about that that rebellious punk attitude. I don't know. The kids just love it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about these those damn crazy, kids. Those crazy kids. Those who, crazy kids. Who gave you the nickname, the kid? Corey O'Brien. Corey O'Brien. Back uh, Corey O'Brien. Corey O'Brien. Um, when I was about 19, just before I turned 20, I moved to downtown San Jose. And um, I got in cahoots with all the older skaters, meaning like like all the all the people that I looked up to in the na- in this town, you know, when I was a kid, like going to skate jams or contests or whatever. But I'm like, ooh, these are like the cool kids. Right. Um, I started hanging out and partying with them, and I wasn't old enough to party really, but they would. They were in with all the bars. They were in with all the clubs. And they would just basically take me under their wing and be like, he's cool. And so I was like out and about way young. Um, and then there was this one trip they were going on to L.A. for Joe Sibb's birthday. And Corey was like, we got to bring the kid. And after that trip, I was just the kid. And I'm still the kid. Yeah, It just stuck. That was it. It's like. Corey was just like, we got to bring the kid. It's funny because, you know, when it, you always think of the kid as more of like a Wild West type of nickname, like uh, like Billy yeah. the Kid, like he's like an outlaw. But in, in reality, it's more like, ah, we got to bring the kid. You know, he's the young yeah. gun. Yeah. It, it just fit because then I my whole Western aesthetic and everything, it kind of It all fit. falls into place. But it, was, yeah. it wasn't planned. But it wasn't planned or anything. It was just like we're going to LA. We got to bring the kid. And then that whole trip, they called me the kid. And then I came home and then everyone just called me the kid. Right. I mean, it's just, you, you hear someone with a nickname, the kid, you're like, all right, this dude robbed a train. You know, this guy yeah. robbed a train. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I love it. And you know what? I could tell by this, uh, the zoom interview, why they, why you're part of the beautiful man crew as well. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. How do we get into that? By the way, it's true. Um, is there a beautiful men crew? No, but you know what? Thanks again for being on the Fancy Lad podcast. You know, yeah. this was truly an honor and a privilege. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, if I could just interview all of my favorite skateboarders, I'll die a happy man. But I can say that I, you know, get to cross you off the bucket list. All righty. And well, hopefully, I appreciate it. hopefully, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Wait, where are you living now? I live in uh, Campbell, California, which is basically San Jose. Oh, okay. You know, well, if we're forever in San Jose, I'll hit you up and, you know, feel free really? to come by Boston anytime. Boston, Massachusetts. Right. That sounds good, man. And if we're ever in San Jose, like, look forward to putting up, like, 10 to 12 sweaty dudes. All right. Perfect. I, got, I have I have tents and oh, a fold-out bed. And fold-out yeah. bed. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's how we like to do it. There we go. All right. All right, Jason. Call well, me. thanks again. No Thank worries. you, dude. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Have a, Have a good night. All right, buddy. Later, man. Peace. Oh, God. That was just great talking to Jason Adams. You don't expect to be able to talk to one of your childhood heroes. Mm-hmm. And then when the opportunity comes about, you feel like a goddamn idiot. Yeah, I mean, people say don't meet your heroes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's for good reason. I think that... um I wish they specified that it was because you would feel like an idiot. Exactly. An idiot. Yeah. You, you would feel like an idiot. Me. Right. You, Tom. Mm-hmm. They should have specified that. They should change the saying. Right. To say, don't meet your heroes. Tom, you'd feel like an idiot. Tom. To you, Tom, Tom Tweak, a.k.a. Tom Calvert, which is weird that they... Why do they know both of my names? And why is the a.k.a. your... Why are they doxing me? That's what I want to know. Yeah. So much doxing going on. What? What? This is dox. They love to dox. They love to dox. You know? So. It's like an old toy machine graphic. I know. Love to dox. But long story short, mm-hmm. we can cross Jason Adams off the black label list. Oh, finally. Okay. And who, you, who, who do you think we should do next? Probably just have Jason Adams on again. It's true, but I was thinking maybe Mike V or Ben Gilly. Let's let's try for Gilly. Do you think Mike V is just more unattainable, or you don't want to actually talk to Mike V as much as Ben Gilly? Because I get that. I just don't feel physically in the right shape right now to be able to talk to Mike V. Mm-hmm. You Give me like two gym. more weeks to hit the gym, yep. and then I feel like maybe I could take him on. Okay, well, that sounds good. Until then, mm-hmm. you know, Tom's going to get a uh, a gym membership, and, uh, you know, I'm going to bone up on uh, all things Ben Gilly. Mm-hmm. All right, perfect. So I'm going to get a gym membership. You're going to bone Ben Gilly, mm-hmm. and then we'll see you guys next week. All right. Until then. Oh, yeah, wait. Do you have anything you want to say? Keep on rocking in the free world. Oh, shit. I almost forgot. Uh, yeah.